Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us. You know what they say. With great podcasting comes great responsibility. All that means is, fellas, we could be as irresponsible as we want. This is episode 86. You are Jock and Nerd Weekly live for Friday, March 11th, 2016. It's the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hi-yo, listener. Thanks for joining the show. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He is the jock. And he's the nerd. And this is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. This is uh, your fresh version of Jock and Nerd Weekly. We're live on the Blab, and we have the Mr. Rug Boy joining us. Rugs, how's it going? What's up, dudes? How's everybody doing? So glad Good you Earth could, to everyone. Good today. Earth to you, Rugs. So glad you could make this it. This is unexpected, Rug Boy. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, you were actually, it was going to be, uh, you know, it was bound to happen. Rugs' schedules being what they were, you almost didn't make it. You had plans. You had a hot date. And yeah. uh, I understand uh, the date was, uh, what What happened? Bed bugs. Ah, no, you mm. can't mess They're with rampant. that. And when felties were susceptible to bed bugs because they like to hide in the crevices. Uh, and I, you don't want to get into I've been in a crevice and I've seen crabs oh, jump. Shit. And I, I wasn't in the, mood, in the mood to be in another crevice and see bed bugs. So, uh, so I, it's safe to say bed bugs, uh, the felty uh, version of uh, STDs, then, right, Rugs? Absolutely. Yikes. That is an itchy situation. But sorry say for your least. date. Glad to for you to be here. You even sent us uh, a whole bunch of audio we were going to use had you not showed up. Yeah. Now I can use that. That may show up as some bonus content somewhere, people. That's right. Thought, Tell nerd. That's a little hint. Yeah. I have a little joke. I thought I was going to get felt up. <laughs> <laughs> lame. I Sorry, I had to give you the lame. I had to give you the lame. Uh, listen, gang, if you are uh, new to the show, thanks for listening. Here's, here's what's going to happen. We got some uh, awesome TV shows to talk about this week week's latest episodes of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Return from the Mid-Season Break, Legends of Tomorrow, and The Walking Dead. And before that, we're going to geek always out. has a gambit of fucking news. We got a bunch of news leading off with uh, this amazing Captain America Civil War trailer. I, I can't. I'm not going to be able to hit that button enough. I apologize in advance. And uh, before that, uh, we're going to get a little UFC update uh, kind of picking up <laughs> off the last Jock and Nerd Weekly. But right now, I just want to mention to people... Check out our last show. You know how I always like to plug our last show on these because this one, oh boy, this one's going to be a polarizing one. We've already got some response on the Twitters. It is our Man of Steel roundtable discussion with writer Matt Delhauer. Ruggs is on the show. Uh, you guys, it was a great show. Yeah, I've never been on a oh. show like that before. It was good. A fucking Delhauer knows his shit and gives us awesome lessons. And, and the way he um, narrates history is a lot more interesting than most. It's great. He breaks down. He starts in the 90s, breaks down the superhero genre movie trend, how we get to Man of Steel. You can find the show at jockanerd.com slash Man of Steel. Now, when I was editing this show, I was like, oh boy, our buddies over in Northumberland, 365 Flix Podcast, oh, they're going to love this show. And, well, we did get some uh, Twitter responses from them. Uh, I just want to read a couple of these because look, if we had a, cross- wait, wait, for, but for the listener that hasn't listened to the show, set it up, should listen to it, but it's us basically all four of us bashing on man of steel. So but we I, all do it differently. Yes. Yeah. I think if you love man of steel or hate man of steel, you should, you will still enjoy the show. We managed to say a couple of nice things in there somewhere. 
Oh, I tried. I tried. I know. And then Imran I was kept going very, back to negative I, shit. I was, <laughs> I was not very good. It was so hard. Uh, anyways, the 365 Flicks guys, uh, they go, while I love this episode, you guys all upset. Hashtag haters are Superman's motivators. Hashtag man of steel rules. Uh, they follow that one up with, no what, man, I got mad love for you guys. Some insightful points made. Wrong, but insightful. Uh, and then finally, oh, I can't believe you guys talk Max Landis and not his death of Superman idea on YouTube. First of all, Max Landis, we love the Max Landis now watching that video. Yeah, Anthony, I wasn't aware of all that. You, t- you found some other cool videos by him? I found some other cool stuff by him that uh, I recommended to Imran because we might do a pro wrestling podcast. And he did a nice little uh, recap of why wrestling isn't wrestling with Triple H, which was actually really interesting and insightful. With sexy, dramatic uh, reincarnations, uh, reenactments. Women, women playing the wrestler actors. Oh, my God. It's really so good. Did you watch it, Imran? I watched what you showed me. I didn't watch, watched, the, whole okay. the, well, is, want, yeah. watch the whole thing. I just want to respond to 365. Yeah, flips, absolutely. Because they said haters. What is it? Haters bring Superman. Uh, it's, it's hashtag haters are Superman's motivators. That's, I mean, it's first off, they these are guys that have a talent for liking movies that are like ten percent or less on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh shit! So <laughs> you can take that with a grain of salt. And secondly, the haters bring Superman. I I think we went into a lot of detail on why that movie wasn't even a Superman movie. But hey, you know, to each their own. I uh, guess. Listen, if you guys listen to the show, if you have strong opinions, just tweet us. Send us an email. Show at jockandnerd.com. You can follow us on Twitter at jockandnerdcast. Look, we have kind of this lovingly, we love the guys. They love us, but we kind of have a battle similar to Batman versus Superman with them. Uh, this storyline is not over, people. Much like WWE and professional wrestling, this will continue. Keep an eye out. <laughs> I love you guys, but fuck you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you can say it with love. Fuck off. Just listen to the last show. You guys are going <laughs> to love it. Let us know what you think. Let's get to this first thing with the UFC, shall we? The Jock and Ned Podcast. All right, so when last we left, uh, previously on Jock and Nerd Weekly, we talked about UFC 196. Two big fights. Look at this. We got a shout oh, out to Jordan uh, in the Blab, our little BABA, badass Blab assistant, producing the show. She's throwing up a graphic uh, of the fight. Uh, but wait, is that a different fight, Dos Anjos McGregor? No. Oh, yeah, that's the fight that was originally going to happen. Ah, right. So it ended up being Diaz versus McGregor and Holm versus Tate. And uh, we talked about who was favored. Anthony, walk us through what the hell happened. Um, for anyone that watched it, it was actually a pretty insane night of fights because in both cases, McGregor and Holm were winning the fights and then both ended up losing in dramatic fashion via rear naked choke. Oh, shit. First of all, rear naked choke sounds super hot. I have to throw choke. a rug boy under the bus with this one. Uh-oh. He had implied that it could be fixed for the favorites and both favorites lost. And not only did they lose, but... UFC was probably secretly rooting for both the favorites to win and just lost out on a ton of money. So they're willing, yeah. they're willing to just they risk know. it. They're willing to yeah. risk it for the sport, man. What a crazy, unpredictable uh, they're sport They both were really is. crazy fights. Uh, Holm and Tate, she, Holm was going to win the fight. She was up four rounds to or three rounds to one. And with like two minutes left, Misha Tate scored a takedown and literally choked her unconscious. Holly Holm was... Wow. Was punching as she was going unconscious. Wow! Yeah, that was awesome. Holy I, saw, I saw the fights. Yeah, they, they were, were both good. really good. Rugs, what, what mean, was your favorite part, Rugs? Well, it was weird because Conor McGregor looked like he was going to win, and then all of a sudden, this dude whose face looks like a bloody pulp, 
he just for some reason rallied back and then fucking tagged uh, McGregor with a punch, and that was it. Like as soon as he, I think McGregor like uh, kind of just cracked under that that one hit, and that was it. And then he capitalized on that and shit, and he got it. I, I didn't think it was gonna beat him. I really thought McGregor had um, it. I, I'm with Rugboy. I had McGregor winning that entire time. He was winning the fight. But if you listen to what he said after, he said, I was inefficient with my shots, which basically means he was trying to knock out Diaz the entire time, just throw like everything into his punches. Oh, instead of, like, he kind of gassed himself out. Mm. And Diaz is naturally a bigger guy. So, and Diaz is very subtle and like he can take shots. He, can, he rolls with the punches, so he's not taking full impact. Um, and he just tired him out, which is unexpected because Diaz came in the fight with 10 days notice and was kind of out of shape. Yeah, but. that that must fuck with uh, Conor McGregor like big time. Oh, yeah. The guy wasn't even training like yeah. fully and he fucking got his ass rocked. So that is that's a lot of shit that he has to now kind of turn around. Yeah. Now, the home fight with Tate. Um, yeah, like I I didn't think that home was winning. Like I thought that Tate had gotten her. She just wasn't able to finish her off in any way. Like she just. She kept up. She was all over her. She was trying to tie her up. She was trying to take her down. And Holm was stuffing her. But, like, she was going for it every time. It's not like you thought that there was no way M- Misha had even a chance. Right. No, there was definitely Misha. Um, she was in the fight for sure. But the judges had it going into that fourth round. They, re- they always release the scorecards after the fight. And the judges had it three rounds to one. Holly yeah, Holmes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She fight. definitely had to win it by submission. There was no yeah. other way. Or knockout. There's no other, no other way for her to win. But I can't believe this shit because now Rousey, who's beat Tate twice. Yeah, what happens to her now? What's now, her move? Psychologically, Rousey thinks that she's won this one. She's like, all right, this is going to be a piece of cake. Now, Misha's a better fighter than she used to be, but yeah. I don't know if she's going to be able to beat Rousey because I don't know. It's weird. What do you think, St- Anthony? Styles, styles make fights, and Misha's style is a bad... Uh, Rousey has a bad style matchup for Misha, but I mean... I would give Misha a shot. I'd put this fight actually at 50-50, even though she's lost twice, just because Rousey's mental state has been, like, really bad after the fight. Like, she talked yeah. about suicide. And, she was crying like, and shit on Ellen. fight anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's weird. She doesn't, I mean, yeah, one she, loss? Come yeah. on. She's like, bullshit. I'm done. I know I'm mom. The way she handled the fight, the loss, is so much different than the way Connor handled Like, Connor handled it. Like, he was very humble. Like, yep, I lost. You know, and he faced the media. Like, Rousey, when she came back to America, had like pillows over her face, like didn't want to see the media, like went into hiding for a while. Miss, Talked about like committing suicide. Like Mr. Kister in the comments is right. Losing a battle builds character. It makes you stronger. You come back from that, you learn stuff. You don't just fucking throw in the towel. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I don't, you guys know me. I don't really watch the fights, but I, I appreciate them in a different way. And that's through the photos because of our uh, uh, <laughs> Ross, Ross Detman photos. Now, because why? This is one of the very few sports where there's a photo of a guy who looks like he stepped out of a horror film. Now, he's bloodied. It's dripping. And this guy won the fight. Oh, shit. I mean, come on. What other fucking sport does that? It's unbelievable. I got to throw in one more thing that makes the Diaz. So there's two brothers, and there's Diaz, Nick Diaz and Nate Diaz. One's the, the pot fought, smoker, right? They're both pot smokers. Oh, they they're both, both are. They're both high. So they pot. are brothers. Okay. They're super. I mean, if you look at them, you know they're okay. brothers. Okay. The way they fight, they look like they're brothers. Um, but Nick has always been the more popular one. Yeah. Nate is the guy that got in this fight and won. And like literally after the fight, uh, Rugboy probably remembers this, but. Uh, this is what makes the Diaz brothers great. Joe Rogan, something along the lines of like, are you surprised you came in here with 10 days notice? And Nate Diaz right off the bat, 
I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. That's yeah. like his first quote as he says he's uh, <laughs> What is he, Rick Grimes? He sounds like Rick Grimes. Oh, he is, he's amazing. <laughs> he's just he's just he is literally just unfiltered, like kind of gangster. Like he grew up in Stockton, so his whole persona is like unfiltered, like no fucking bullshit. I will swear, I will cuss. This That's is awesome. all personal to me. Fuck you. You're who do you who shit. do you like better? He keeps a G. I like both guys. I mean, they're both they're both different. They're both they're both huge shit talkers in their own like McGregor's more like theatrical shit talker, like comes up with clever shit. Yeah. Nate Diaz is like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> but, I don't know. I mean, do you think that Diaz is is, is a much better fighter than or or do you think it was a case of the weight? Uh I honestly think that McGregor fell in love with knocking people out and he could have won that fight if he was just a little bit more tactical, like throwing leg kicks. Uh, conserved a little more energy, but he wanted to knock him out right in the way. And and th- that happened to like Mike Tyson. That happens to a lot of people that get these string of knockouts is that they get really confident. So there's a little bit of cockiness, out. the cocky factor. Yeah, and, right? then when, and then when it doesn't happen right away, they're like, what the fuck? I'm throwing all my shot power in these punches and it's not happening. I'm hoping that this, this loss doesn't affect Conor McGregor in a negative way like Ronda Rousey. And I hope that he comes back as a better fighter because he's got all the tools to be like a really great, and I mean, he was the greatest. He, I mean, they, it's, it's, it's the curse of the UFC video game. Whoever gets on the box loses the title. <laughs> oh, McGre- McGregor's on the box? Yeah. Him, they, him and Rousey are on it. Oh, my yeah, God. Oh, no. Why are you putting this? Is like the Madden thing. Jesus. La- last thing for me on this is I actually do think McGregor will come back strong just because immediately his mental frame of mind was like, I'll face, I'll face it. I'm humble in the victory. I'm humble in the feet. Face it. He just seems like he wants to be great. Yeah. And he'll, I think he will work on his stuff. Whereas Rousey, I don't know. She, she comes off as such like just a bully. <laughs> well, you won't know until he gets that, that one win after right. he comes back. That's It'll like, be very it's all conjecture until then, you know? Right. All right. Enough about real people fighting. Let's talk Let's about, about fate fucking people fighting on the big screen. <laughs> and All right, this is the Geek News, and we got to start with the thing that just dropped yesterday, the new Captain America Civil War final, I don't know if it's a final trailer, it's a new trailer, second trailer. Holy crap, people. Uh... It it's uh this is this is so great because Marvel's gonna drop this. Everybody's gonna talk about this until Daredevil comes out. Then everyone's gonna talk about Daredevil until Batman vs Superman comes out. Then everybody talks about that until this movie actually comes out, and then everyone just goes back to talking about this. What did we see in this trailer, guys? What did you like? I mean, I, I, there's not much. I, I mean, I I, want, I know you want to jump to the end, but let's save. Well, that. save the end. I mean, if you yeah. watched it now, uh, Jordan's gonna run it right here in the blab for us so we can comment. Uh, oh, if, cool. if you watched it now, you know and we're gonna get to it. You know, Geek Mooner. Spider Man shows up at the very end. But let's talk about the structure of the trailer and what we see. I mean, you get the you get the basic gist of the plot that there's been a ton of destruction because of the Avengers. Maybe not because of them, but they've been involved. And there needs to be regulated, and Tony Stark is obviously for that. Great callbacks to all those movies. While Cap is obviously for helping and not being told when to help and being regulated. He just wants to help. So um, I think you got more of the why that they need to be regulated sort of vibe in this. And uh, and then you had a bunch of you know characters introduced. Uh, Winter Soldier shooting a gun at Tony Stark. Black Panther. All the other characters. And, and a lot of fight scenes and a lot of great lines. I... I know we're gonna. I know everyone's been talking about how Spider-Man looks, but I think the real thing that came out of this is there was just so much goodness 
from the plot and like it made me really excited for the movie overall i mean hair is a a, a two sides battling and you really understand the conflict you feel with these guys unlike that other uh quote-unquote versus movie uh i hate i hate that i hate comparing it but it's so true. but they're very much alike that's yes even though we're both the superheroes fight each other uh, and it's because you know they're being held accountable for the destruction that they've done I mean, they're you both know? kind of contrived things, obviously, you know, there's, but I, the reason the setup for both of these, one is just a little bit more meaningful than the other one. Well, I think there's Bucky is the reason Bucky, Bucky is the yep. thing that they hang the whole movie on. I think the fact that Captain America, you know, he doesn't want to have to turn in his friend, you know, his, you know, he's trying desperately to get his one friend from when he grew up yep. back, back into the fold. And uh, I think that's what what this whole conflict is about. I don't th- really think it's about them registering, or I think that's just part of it. I think that there's no really there's no the registration. Deal. It's just the Sokovia Accords. I think it's yeah. more along the lines of government oversight and like, yeah, don't just jump in. Let's wait. Let's have the government because I think there's in if you saw that there's a brief clip of um what's this like Crossbones fighting Cap. Yeah, I think knocks him down. An incident there. That starts off like another big destruction in Africa. And I think Winter Soldier is directly involved. I, I, I think, think that's the tipping point where it's like, all right, this has happened so many times now. Like, we got to figure out. And obviously, Cap's going to come to Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think the government wants to bring in Winter Soldier and, and have him captured and, right. and whatever. And Cap's like, no. Yeah, I mean, I think also he's possibly framed, and and that's how Black Panther ends yeah. up. Oh, you yeah, see, sure. you see T'Challa at the UN explosion, which I guess is allegedly caused by the Winter Soldier or framing him to look like it. Uh, we got to see the raft. The that's possibly the raft, the the stronghold uh, that they hold their superpower villains in. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, and uh, I love how Black Panther suit is bulletproof. I guess it's a little bulletproof. Vibranium weave, it makes sense. Ah, it's vibranium, yeah. It's the same thing uh, like his shield. Uh, uh, Some amazing lines, the dialogue in this is great, where he's just like, I was wrong about you. The whole world was wrong about you. And you're like, who is he talking about? And they want you to think he's talking about Bucky. I like that. I like uh, Cap's line on like, sorry, Tony, but when things go south, I have to help. Like, I can't, I wish I couldn't, like, I wish I didn't have to, but some, and then the line where he, it's a callback to the first movie where he's taking a beating. He's like, I could do this all day. That's great. Because in that, in that moment of the first movie, isn't that where Bucky kind of helps him out? Yes. So maybe Bucky helps him out from getting hit by a bully. And so maybe that, that's the, if they do that again, what a beautiful moment in their relationship. And I love him going, you just started a war. You're like, holy shit. Scarlet Witch taking down Vision, dude. Here's your heavy hitters going up against each other. Uh, Ant-Man on an arrow. Ant-Man flying on Hawkeye's geek Oh, my God. That's like right out of the comic books. And uh, immediately we were like, I remember on the show, we were like, wouldn't it be cool if they put Ant-Man on the Hawkeye arrow? And they did. And Crossbones, you get a little glimpse of Crossbones. And, uh, okay, let's just get to the end. Uh, wait, wait, wait. One, one, one quick nitpick. Okay. So if you look, if you slow down the, the frames of the destruction, so yeah. it's like New York. Yeah. Uh, DC, Sokovia. Yeah. I think New York had like 20 deaths. Uh, Winter Soldier had, or Washington, D.C. had like under 20 or somewhere around there. And then Sokovia had like 74. Yeah. That's, I, I call bullshit on all that fucking oh, shit. There like, was numbers? There was, oh, there was numbers. There was numbers. So you can see the numbers. Num- death count and Whoa. cost. Yeah, but and, how many skin knees, Anthony? Come on. You're not counting <laughs> the who- count skin knees. How many bruised egos and scared pets? Yeah, it all adds owies. up to the toll. I just had to throw in that, that those numbers. I, I mean, literally in New York, when the fucking Sir uh, Chitari dropped drop down, there's got to be hundreds dead right away. Like, there's no way that 25 people died. That's it. 
Come on now. I mean, how we count was astronomical. <laughs> Jordan just threw up in the uh, extra window the cover from Avengers 223, where Hawkeye uh, is uh, pulling back his arrow and Ant Man's on top of it, and uh, that it's awesome. It's awesome. Somebody's gonna get it. There, it's somebody. That's what it says. Somebody's gonna get it. I love that. Also, love that Tony has like a black eye and like his arm is in a sling, and some he's a little battered like throughout the trailer. That's kind of cool. Who do you guys? Before we get to the end, who? Initially, would you guys root for? Obviously, we haven't seen the movie, so there's, they they're trying to frame it so that it's fifty fifty split. You could root for either, unlike the comic where everyone started rooting for Cap. I'm gonna say, look, Tony Stark, throughout the comic books, throughout his life, he has been on the wrong side of things many a time. Like even in the beginning of Iron Man, yeah. he was on the wrong side of shit. I mean, that's the beauty he was making of that fucking character. weapons, yeah. and he didn't give a fuck who got them. Yeah. So I'm gonna always err on the side of Cap because he seems to always be you know, pointing north. He's always on the fucking right track. I'm picking Team Cap just because he seems to be the underdog, man. Team Iron Man seems to be very overpowered. It's not fair. I want to see the underdog uh, come out on top a little bit. I was going to make an argument for Iron Man, but I like Cap. Nobody can pick (laughs) Cap. My only argument for Cap is, or for Iron Man is, and you can't have, like, unregulated vigilantes running around, but I don't even know if that's what they're doing, so... Uh, it's like the government spying on everyone. Just fucking look. They've done good. Trust them. I don't know. Stay out of the business. Small government, people. Uh, but okay. So <laughs> finally, the button scene at the end. It's literally maybe five to eight seconds of footage. Imran would have you believe this is the only thing. There we go. Tony Stark calls out. <laughs> all right. Hey, Underoos. And then we get our first glimpse of Marvel MCU Goddamn Spider-Man. Geek I can't, no. I, I can't, I can't push this enough. Geek boner. Relax, relax. Now look, just for reference, I'm a little biased. Why? Listener, biased. if you could see me, I'm a grown-ass adult wearing a Spider-Man hoodie sitting in front of a Spider-Man mural. And as I say those words, I realize it sounds fucking ridiculous, okay? But I don't give a fuck. So, initially... Rug boy. Ru- okay, Rugs, you're going to spoil my party. Let's go with you. Here, we see the shot. He, I mean... Spider-Man holding Captain America's shield. Mind blowing. Rugs, go. Okay. This is, I'll say the good and then the bad. All right. All right. The good is the webbing pattern and the eyes are very reminiscent of John Romita, Sal Buscema. Like, you know, we know, I mean, John Buscema, you know, we, we can see that. that. All right. Yeah. Now, with that said. John you know, Romita. John Romita, you mean. John Romita Sr. This is a head. John Romita. This yes. And, and John Buscema. They both kind of. Yeah. Did this kind of webbing style? Yes. Is that Ditko's too, or two or no? Ditko's was very closer. To, was a lot closer together and had more webbing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. had. We would have like you know going across. He would have like four or five lines. It was denser, lines. and the uh, the curvy lines were curvier, and the eyes were more like almond shaped too. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is the right. classic John Romita Jr. Spider Man that I stared at at my garbage can growing up, and that you saw everywhere. Well, it's not really. I mean, I mean it's, close it, it's to kind it. of like instead of lines of webbing, they're like two lines that they're 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 kind of next to each other. That's true. I noticed that. It's uh, okay. that's interesting. Yeah. All right, and also okay. So you have kind of like the classic small spider and the small spider on the back uh, that are kind of like more uh, like kind of like what's behind you. Imran. You can see it right over my shoulder. Yeah. That that this is the first time, time spider on the back. First time yeah. that there's been a spider okay, on the so back. They got the all that right. Okay, now what I don't like, um, the idea that 
the eyes open and close. It's cute, but I don't. I mean, I know that Tony Stark made this suit because I mean, Spider Man would never have made this suit. And I think he references Underoos because he was making fun of the suit that he had on before that he, Tony made him this more. Ah, uh, that's probably suit. where the joke is. Yeah, so clearly right. he's on you know Team Stark. Now, what I'll say about how it looks though. It looks very CG. It looked like it's a cutscene from a video game. He doesn't look like he's grounded in in realism. Those, I'll agree that maybe those five seconds looked a little bit glossy, a little bit. But then they've released this super high-res photo, which I'll put in the show notes. You could see the texture on this fucking thing. You see that it is pretty well realized. It was just five seconds. I'll give you that a little bit, but I didn't fucking care because uh, we got to see... uh, him flip you see web shooters uh on his wrists uh when the eyes moved dude didn't i just say at the deadpool review i was like man i wish they always did that with spider-man look first of all white eyes like compared to the other two suits none of the lens crap just do white eyes and uh they do the white eyes and you hear the mechanical whirring so they're taking like the deadpool idea and adding some real world mechanical physics with the with Stark Tech, whatever. I love it. I think it's great. I don't know about the Chevron. Like, it looks like they're, it's like a gauntlet armor. Uh, yeah, I don't like the stripes. Those, the, those, those black stripes are crazy. It's totally unnecessary. Uh, I don't know why they're there, but the blue is nice. You see the seams. You see kind of the texture. Uh, you see ripples in it. Uh, the spider is really tiny. I wish it was a little bit bigger. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I like it. I mean, it looks okay. I mean, I don't think it's any much... I mean, the fact that the, the webbing pattern is right and it's not raised, you know, like it was in all the other movies. And, you know, that looked cool, but I never understood the raised webbing. Like, can, I, can I explain why that is? Why? So it looks like CG otherwise. Well, yeah, because I, I, yeah, it, it's exactly what Rugboy is saying. When oh, on screen, yeah. if there's no texture to the costume, it looks CGI. So, like... That's why they've always raised the webbing in, with the, in all the Spider-Man's films because on screen, it, it's on screen, it films better. It films like an th- actual suit if there's texture to the suit. Whereas this looks very flat. So as Rugboy said, it comes off as a very CGI kind of look. But it's the most faithful to the comic, uh, iconic look that we've had. Yes, and, and, and that was my, when I saw More the raise... Really? I think it's the most I think it's it's like a it's like a Marvel designed realistic version of what the suit would look like. I think it's way more faithful. I understand the raised webbing, but I was like, why why are you messing with the suit? Just make it like it is to begin with. Well, this one has a lot of things that deviate from the actual design. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't have all these little blacks no, stripes yeah, across right. didn't My, have they, any, yeah. all that other stuff. But that's it. If they took out those black stripes, uh it's pretty uh iconic 70s Spider-Man classic design i can't wait i got to, i, I got a lot of thoughts that. all right um initial thought was i like the previous itinerations of the spider-man suit better i thought amazing spider-man 2 suit was the best they've done um but i can appreciate them trying things and my initial thought was he looked like a live action Migo in a not a good way. <laughs> I put a I'll put an image of uh, a Migo, which is a classic seventies collectible cloth action figure toy. I think I have one laying around. Uh, listener, if you have these, they're worth money. Take care of them. <laughs> the eyes moving is is a cool thing. I like that, but I don't know. It might get weird in the movie. And what do you um, think the purpose of it is? Is there a function to it? It might be I like well, let's show expression, right? Show it might be a, there might be a heads up display like yeah. uh, building in some Stark tech like it might to focus a heads up display maybe he can zoom in and out or shows him stuff 
uh, it'll definitely help with expression. Now, do you want Spider-Man to have tech? Look, I what I, I like what they did here in the sense of this is kind of a nod to the Iron Spider suit. This is kind of a, a, a version of that, meaning that it's a Spider-Man really? suit. Well, it's meaning that it's a Spider-Man suit that? because it's no, a, I understand what he's it's saying. It's a Spider-Man suit made by Tony Stark that includes tech given to Peter Parker. That's what this is. That's what the Iron Spider is. Now, because they're going to have legs. That no, come no, out the that's back? the thing. They're never going to do the silly uh, red and orange leg suit. This is their it version of kind of doing. The, the Iron Spider suit. I could see them doing that. I really? Them doing that. Oh, yeah, that, I, I could see them. It's gonna, I mean, if you think this looks cartoony, that's going to look even more ridiculous, you know? There, a couple of things I think that makes it look more cartoony than the rest is, obviously, I, br- I brought up the no texture. It looks very flat on screen. Also, if you look at the color palette for everyone else's costume, it's very desaturated. Even the whole f- trailer is kind of desaturated. And then he jumps in. Look at the red in comparison of his red to Cap's red. Yeah, I love it. That's he should be. He should be desaturated. So it, it does kind of stand out, yeah. but it also is a little jarring. And I think that's where people are like, eh, I don't know. Well, it's different. Yeah. I mean, it, Spidey is like a kid and he is like a lot more hopeful. So obviously his color palette is going to be a little more different, but I think it, it just looks a little weird. I, I'm, not, I'm not fully on board like you, Imran. I think they, uh, that, the past Spider-Man suits are better. It's understandable. The only thing is I will nitpick about the, that Andrew Garfield suit is that the webbing was just like a grid and it wasn't really webbing. Like it was just crosses. There was no curves. Uh, I didn't like that. Warren Baylor just says in the chat, just realizing the cap shield works with Spider-Man. Yeah. They, they're all matchy, matchy. Same, uh, which is why well, you, matchy, but not matchy. But I not just matchy. out how the red Same, is a little different, but I, you know, Spidey should always be like just a little bit more colorful than everything else. A little bit more. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, catching to the eye. And then I love when you hear him go, Hey everyone. Uh, you're like, Oh shit. There's a kid in there. Like, uh, there's no question that there's a, a teenage kid in there. I mean, his build right. does look appropriate. Like, he does look kind of lanky, and this is very fucking nitpicky, but I do like that you can see the muscle definition in his shoulders, and then you can see, like, his collarbone. Like, yeah. his suit is, like, it's fabric, so it's, like, it's like skin-tight fabric. You see, so. Yeah, you see a little bit yeah. of ripples at the waist, yeah. and, uh, oh. yeah, the build... The waist actually has, uh, it looks like it has cartridges. I, th- cartridges. Those might be, uh, yeah, little web cartridges. So they're sticking with the mechanical web shooters, which is great, you know, and he's supposed to be a pretty smart kid on his own, so this is probably how him and, and Tony relate, is they're, you know, they're inventors and scientists and what's not. Uh, I can't wait uh, till May <laughs> May 6th. Civil War, the runtime's also been revealed. Civil War, Captain America Civil War will be two hours and 26 minutes Geek of Marvel goodness. Uh, you want to bring up Warren's point real quick? I can talk about that. Uh, yes. No, we're, we're going to bring that up. I got one, uh, bring that up? Okay. Yeah, yeah. This, I got a lot of some Spider-Man related uh, news. One being that John Bernthal and Tom Holland... Turns out they both helped each other make the, each other's audition tapes for their Marvel roles. And they both got the roles, which is pretty fucking cool. Whoa. You think, they, you think they'll ever be on screen together? Because that's a classic uh, Oh, my shot. God. That would be, if anything, bring Spider-Man in, onto Netflix. You will, see, you will see some crazy shit happen. I don't uh, think that'll ever I think it'll be the other way. I, I don't even know if it'll be – yeah, I don't even know if it'll be the other way because they keep saying that these characters are never going to go over there. But if they're going to make this movie with everyone uh, being Infinity War, everyone's going to have to meet at once. But that would be fun. I don't think they should ever say never. Never say never. Right. I love the fact that the actors, though, are like buddies and they hang out. But can you imagine John Bernthal with a, like a rifle with Spidey in his crosshatches? That's awesome. That's the cover, right? That's the cover. That's the cover I have. Number 129, first appearance of the Punisher. 
uh, Anthony's got a pretty very good copy of it. Uh, so speaking of other movies related to Spider-Man, Sony, they still want to make a goddamn Venom movie. They've got a, a, a writer. This guy, I looked him up. His name is Dante Harper. He hasn't written anything. Uh, but here's a good plan. Let's make – hey, there's a Marvel Spider-Man movie coming out. Let's make a movie related to Spider-Man that has nothing to do with that Spider-Man. Like what are you doing? Does anybody even want this? Is this a good idea? Warren does. Um, really, Warren? I, uh, do, I'm going to go with it not being a good idea. Yeah, and here's uh, why. Yeah. When Spider-Man's char- – I don't know how the Sony-Marvel contract works. I think Sony is allowed to make – non they can make like venom movies and all the, obviously they can make these movies but they don't have to necessarily relate to the mcu right i think that's what i've read yeah and venom's origin is so fucking yeah. tied to spider-man that if you don't make a movie if there's no history between spider-man and venom and you're not acknowledging that history or it's never been displayed i think that inherently ruins the film and it makes it on the same level as like a Catwoman movie uh, that's I'll, I'll agree. Warren says Venom is the best villain in the Spider-Man universe. Well, I'll agree with you, Warren. One of the best. But Anthony, you are also right. You cannot make a Venom movie and just completely remove Spider-Man. Now there's two versions of Venom. You could do, but you still it's still related to Spider-Man. It's still related to Spider-Man. You do crazy Eddie Brock uh, Venom that just wants to kill Spider-Man, or presently in the comic books, uh, Peter Parker's old bully Flash Thompson, who's now like their buddies. He's a military vet. He lost his legs. He controls the symbiote, and they're like uh, a, a Venom soldier, and they hang out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you, Warren wants the Spider-Man, uh, scary Spider-Man Venom. It's the only way that can work. It's the only way. Rudge, well, what are I your thoughts? A, I have a third theory is oh, that this is what they're going to do because they can't really marry it to Spider-Man. They're going to make it like the, the alien Venom symbiote comes to Earth, you know, and uh, is, has not met Spider-Man yet. Okay. Okay. So it's whatever has it before Spider-Man. Yeah, but not what? But, but, the, but do you do you like that, Rugby? No, stupid. I hate it's it. That's okay. stupid. Right. Whatever they're going to do, it's going to be but stupid. How are you going to do it with you have without Spider-Man? That's the only way you can that's do it. That's the only it. way you can do it. Yeah. So, I, don't, I don't know how that contract where it's very confusing the Sony Marvel relationship cuz I don't know how what they like I, I also read stuff that they were even still planning on developing a secret six film and i was like what is i can see on? them still kind of tossing that around but yeah does it go back and forth like now we know marvel can use sony and you know but now will marvel let them refer to their movies probably not i don't know or do they not Five want to involved in the spider-man movie that's going to come out i don't think he's going to be involved in any of these spinoffs though yeah. which is weird it's it's strange i don't Who know knows? uh in other um spider-man casting news uh we've got a Someone cast for the Spider-Man reboot, Zendaya. What name? Like Madonna. I don't know. This girl's from uh, the Dis- some like Disney Disney, uh, Disney Channel. She's one of those the Disney Factory, the way they crank out celebrities. Yeah, all of them. Like I mean, all your Gomez, your Christina Aguilera, yeah, your Tumble- Timberlakes, your Britney Spears. So she's playing a, a key role. Uh, I saw, and it's somewhere someone named Michelle. But uh, they're trying to. Uh, she's a Disney Channel talent, starring in Shake It Up, Casey Undercover. Trying to diversify this cast. Oh, uh, it's a good idea. She's not bad looking. No, she's uh she's very young looking. Like she'll she'll look the part with Tom Holland, who's also very young looking. So Zendaya. Everyone, welcome Zendaya. Uh, other casting news slightly related to Spider-Man. My favorite J. Jonah Jameson on screen ever, J.K. Simmons. He's gonna be goddamn Commissioner Gordon 
in the Justice League movie. Geek movie. Which I'm happy and I'm also sad is he's not going to be Jameson ever again. I wanted, He was the best J. Jonah ever. But uh, how do you think he'll do as Gordon, guys? He'll be fine. He's a great actor. He's amazing. Great. Everything he does is great. I have, no, I have no from fucking J from what oh, I love it one one iconic comic book role to another and J.K. Simmons can pull it off uh, one icon like one like supporting comic book role though no it's very uh, it's very strange it's it's from, like, a, uh, he's like Ryan Reynolds sort of uh, yeah it can be done look yeah. speaking Chris of Evans. speaking of Chris strange Evans. celebrities cast in superhero movies you know we've talked about like eventually everyone's gonna want to do a movie uh, rumor has it. Guardians of the I Galaxy 2 this. will feature as one of, uh, what do they call those? Uh, Ravagers. The Ravagers that, that John D- Yandu was leading. Sylvester Stallone, people. Fucking Rocky Balboa might be in Guardians of the Galaxy oh, shit. 2. What do you guys think about this, uh, Ruber? Uh, yeah, I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's awesome. I think, I think, I hope it's more than a cameo, though. Like, if it just, I mean, it might be just a wink, like, oh, look, Stallone, but I, I'm. I think he can do a, he could serve a, a better role than yeah. just a cameo. Good for him. He's a good actor when he wants to fucking Dude, act. Le- yeah, le- I mean, let's let's bring him into the Marvel universe. Why not? Another fucking I am the Nazi- law. <laughs> uh, raccoon. I am the law. <laughs> there was there was a rumor before this that he was going to serve as the voice of one of like the talking planets or something like that. Uh, yeah. e- was that Which ego? Something. Ego, yeah, the t- ego, the living planet. Ego, yeah. the living planet. Uh, no, right on, dude. Uh, I, you know, he. Uh, I still haven't seen Creed, and I want to see it. And he needs some Heard work, really I good. guess. But every, I think everyone just wants to have fun. Uh, like Kate Blanchett, there was a. She's talking about being in Thor Ragnarok. Like these are crazy names signing up for Marvel movies. I love it. Uh, who was the big chick? I mean, well, they have Kurt Russell now in Guardians. Kurt Russell playing his dad. Who- you got uh, Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange. Who was the chick in Guardians of the Galaxy, the last one? Glenn Close. Fucking Glenn Close is in a superhero movie. You got Robert Redford. Like, if you tell these people 30 years ago, Robert Redford's going to do superhero movies, they'd be like, go fuck yourself. Uh, Warren Baylor says Creed had no reason for being as good as it was. From what I understand, we we need to review it because I feel like it's a superhero movie. It's a superhero setup. He puts on his trunks, his costume at the end, he uh, and wins and stuff. Like, uh, it sounds like a great superhero movie. Spoiler, I don't think he wins at the end. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) It's like Rocky. Uh, Anyways, a couple more things, gang. Uh, We're hotly waiting. Next Friday will be Daredevil Season 2 release day on Netflix. I'm going to wear this fucking button out this episode. Uh, Following on the heels of that, we know Luke Cage is in production. Well, now we know when it's coming out. Earlier than we thought. Uh, September 30th, Luke Cage Season 1 drops on Netflix. Uh, can't be more excited for that too. That's going to be great, and I, hopefully we get to meet Danny Rand, and then they set up Iron Fist, and they do Iron Fist. Yeah, I've I've read that they're going to tackle a lot of the social issues that are kind of relevant today in in Luke Cage. So Ooh, I think that'll be really good. Ballsy, and it works. Uh, it makes sense to do it on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, a couple of re- superhero TV show renewals. Uh, basically everything on the CW got renewed. All not CW's just every happy. not just every superhero show. All eleven series on the CW oh, renewed for another season. Uh, and, yeah, and we talked about earlier. Agents of Shields getting a season four, and nobody cares. But Supergirl is coming back for season two. 
All right, gang. Uh, Yeah, Warren Baylor says most boxing movies are superhero movies with a Greek tragedy twist. And a Greek tragedy twist is basically uh, our mythology, like superheroes are our mythology. Let's get in to some TV shows. What do you say? There's a first spoiler alert. Thanks for uh, checking out the Jock and Nerd podcast, everyone. We're going to talk about this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you hang out in the blab till the post show, we'll open it up and geek out with you. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back from the mid-season premiere. Season 3, episode 11, titled Bounce Back. Coming off the heels of Agent Carter, which may or may not get a season 3. I'm seeing both reports. Uh, I feel like it's hopeful. First of all, Anthony, the tone of these two. Did you... uh, appreciate this tone coming back like i kind of feel like agent carter is so great and so yeah. complete this gets i thought it was gonna be nice but it was almost a little bit disappointing after agent carter uh man you're already kind of provo- stoking the or provoking me to, to go on a rant here <laughs> oh, um, no start with good stuff then <laughs> all right fine um, wow you really that's what we're gonna get into okay this, i'm just this okay, is gonna I'm, be good I, mean, I just have to get i'm just saying so we had that discussion with with Delhauer, and I think this is why I I always have trouble with Agents of Shield. Is me like Delhauer, and I think like you guys are really into character driven stuff. Yeah. And my problem, I think I finally pinpointed with, with Agents of Shield, is I'm into character driven stuff, and I don't find any of the characters interesting. Yeah. And I feel like Agents of Shield is so plot driven, like they have to hit a certain point. They always have to hit because they have to hit it. At a certain time when the movies come out, they always have to hit this certain mark. So they're always fucking spinning their wheels or like doing things or putting situations out there. And I just don't care because I don't care about these characters. You are 100% right. Uh, <laughs> coming off and of the. This tone wasn't. Yeah, coming off the like, amazing said, characterization from Haley Atwell, from uh, our Jarvis's and our Souza's, and just that whole chemistry that cast. Wacky and, you know, slapsticky as it was. This is a little bit of a mess. This is the problem overall with the show. It needs to not be about S.H.I.E.L.D. at all. And until it is, they are just going to be spinning their wheels. There's too much setup. There's cool shit, but we're not learning about uh, anything. It's not really going forward. Uh, Ruggs, what do you think about this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I didn't dislike it at all. It's the first episode back. And they seem to be, okay, introducing people to new uh, power. It's a lot of setup. It was a good setup yeah. stuff. Uh, okay, and yeah. We have a direction. We know that there's, they're seeking out people to recruit, you know. Um, and, you know, there was that's, – that's basically it. I mean, you can't really say too much. It's a setup episode. You know, they're, they're saying, yeah, we're going around. We're picking up people. We're, you know, I think in about two or three episodes, if they don't – pick up steam and get somewhere then we got to complain yeah you got to come back they're 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 trying to structure things look okay a couple of things that i liked i i thought it was interesting that like he mentions fox news the president first of all has time to meet with fucking colson i guess and he's like fox news is even talking about inhumans this this is this is a huge thing everybody should know about these powered people uh, and then the problem is like in the movies, nobody's talking about all this. Nobody's going to refer to this, even though it's on Fox News. Oh, Inhumans, powered people. This is the big threat. This is like their ISIS. It's cool. They got that guy, though, back on the show with that president. Yeah, uh, he was in 24. I think he played the president in 24. Also, he's always he played playing the, the president, president in Iron Man three. Oh, oh, he. Yeah, he's that. Uh, Warren Ellis. They yeah, call him. They call him. That's president right. Ellis. 
No, I mean there was some cool stuff. The the powers that were displayed were cool. Um, I liked. Uh, I guess he's Hive now. We don't. He hasn't been referred to as yeah, Hive. But, the, yeah, he's going to uh, be Lord. Hive. I like his look. I think they they did a good job of making him feel creepy. I think the performance is is great by uh, Ward. He is totally creepy. They've made him do so many different things with his character, like really be he, and he's handled it pretty well. Like we went from loving him to hating him to not knowing him, and now he's a fucking creepy alien beast. You're like, whoa, that's not Ward. That's this alien thing. Yeah, we got another bad guy now. So yeah. I love uh, I love Bobby Go's powers are the new normal. Uh, I thought it was interesting how they mentioned that the Inhumans' powers aren't random. There's yeah, a, they're, they're, there's a balance. Yeah, uh, and and given that, I kind of loved. We meet a new uh, powered person, and uh, Mac uh, nicknames her Yo Yo, but she is uh, her name is Yo Yo Martinez. It's a Jonathan Hickman character from Secret War- Warriors comic book. And I kind of love Yo Yo. I even love the limitations of this because they could have just made her like, oh, she can run fast. But she's got a cap. She can only run as far as she can in a heartbeat, and then she steps back. And then she back. bounces back. Yeah, I kind of like that. The, I like the, the the Hispanic guy with the melting powers. Oh, Gutierrez, melty guy. I was kind of yeah. I was kind of sad to see him kind of dismissed because I thought like he was kind of uh, gaining a little character in this. He episode. saved their ass though. He melted uh, Medusa eyes' glasses to his face. Uh, well, so they could capture him. Medusa eyes, another great uh, name drop. That's his name. No, that's just what uh, some Bobby called him, or uh, they, somebody called him. Because oh, you mean Medusa eyes over there? But he, yeah, he Gorgon. Like, go- yeah. Oh, maybe. No. Yeah. Is Gorgon? I think Gorgon's a, a bigger character than that. I think he's. Uh, I don't know. Now I don't. Yeah, now yeah, I get these right, fucking characters. Right, yeah, Gorg- right. Gorgon's right. like a ninja master with with eyes like that. Though you're right about the eyes. I I just I called him Medusa eyes. Uh, I thought it was also funny. They never they yo yo. They never did. They ever ask her what her real name was? I don't remember anybody asking them uh, asking her. I, think they had, I don't know. I, I just thought that she had a great superpower that she could learn English by the end of the episode. <laughs> How about that? She and Mac, who doesn't speak Spanish, have a whole yeah. conversation, and he understands. And how about the fact that? Her not speaking English, you got so much more character, emotion, and development out of that actress than you get from like stupid fucking Lincoln, the guy playing Lincoln, or some of these other people. Like yeah, you were, you could tell what she was feeling the whole time. That's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Like we learn more about her, and like she's just a minor character yeah. in the scheme of things. Maybe she'll show up again, but like Lincoln's dumbass. Who gives a fuck like, about Lincoln? Is, yeah, he just hangs out. Like he just gets the girl. Like this is my problem with the show, man. These characters are not interesting. They 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 kind of aren't. Uh, what about what we think about Fitz and Simmons? Is this like a step backwards? Uh, they were like, uh, first of all, I understand why Fitz is like blaming himself. That it was a clearly an evil villain in their guy's body, and he was like, I oh, killed him. But they're like, let's start over. Okay, so what? They got to reset uh, their romance. That's yeah, it. Everything's reset. They gotta be like, okay, now we have to pretend that we never smell each other's farts. <laughs> <laughs> I did like when. Uh, so, what about Coulson's storyline? Was this uh, kind of going nowhere? He he calls Malik oh, the, and blackmails yeah. him, and and it hurts Malik a little bit. I do love how the president's like, dude, I can't touch Malik. Sorry, I can't help you out that one. He's way too powerful. I was like, God damn, what is up with Gideon Malik? Was, and then you're talking about, are you referring to that shield kind of is running, but they have to stay undercover and then they, they get that guy to be the head of the ATCU Talbot. Talbot. So, yeah. yeah. So 
The press, but so who's paying for all this? The press is like, we're not supporting you. Shield doesn't exist. You got to do this in the down low. I'm going to appoint Talbot, uh, the guy you hate, as the head of ATCU, but he will report to you. You make the calls, but nobody knows what's going on. But who the fuck is paying for all these jets? Well, listen, this is what they do. They they say that they're all the money that's coming to pay for Shield is actually from the EPA. So while the environment goes to shit, oh, that's all. We got, we got superheroes running around. <laughs> Fuck the fuck the hole in the whole zone, and we're gonna blow up some more buildings just to make fuck it worse. The polar bears are blowing shit up. What's this? Get the, the, I was gonna say, did this episode make you guys excited for the rest of the season? I mean, I they, look they they tease this three <laughs> months this really? three months uh, three months from now thing in the future. That's the only thing that's got me hanging because it looked like what was that tease again? I so forgot. in the very beginning, we're in space and we're floating through the ship, and you see a crucifix necklace. Then you see a shield patch just on the shoulder, oh, and then it explodes. Now, right. Yo-Yo had a crucifix necklace, but I believe yeah. Mac, who's also kind of religious, may have a crucifix necklace. And they, and they were kind of flirty a little bit. It was weird. So, uh, And Yo-Yo didn't have anything to do with the team. And uh, partly because Daisy's like, look, we can't have everyone in one place because Lash is still out there. There's all these fucking things going on. Meantime, Colson is calling up Gideon Malik, getting kind of nowhere. And uh, I don't know. They're setting things up. Let's get so on with it. So are you excited? I'm uh, excited to get on with the next episode. Show me where it's going. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll know better in a couple episodes where, where we feel about this. I did like May going uh, where Phil's like, man, what happened? What did I do? And she strokes his little hand and she's like, you joined the cavalry. You know, meaning I, I killed Ward. Nobody knows. Wait till he sees him. Colson's going to be very surprised. He's going to be very confused <laughs> by what Ward is looking like. What's up, Lady Raincorn? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this, this, it's going to have my rant. Though, yes, it's going to have no tie in to Civil War. They've already said it. The movie's going to not refer to them. They're going to have to. But why? Why this instant, this uh, constant shield and Hydra business when you can't go anywhere with this? Uh, I, hopefully Marvel's Most Wanted will be able to solve some of those and give us something that's character-driven. It won't. But, but if they ever – if they would just acknowledge in a movie that this was important, then I would feel like it was important. But I, I, I don't think it's important because if they don't acknowledge it in the movies and I don't I like the characters, so – uh, yeah, they just, it's it has tough. to be another show, man. You gotta, out, of, out of loyalty to the MCU and yeah. the fact that I think I'm afraid I might miss something, which I'm clearly not. But I still watch anyways. I just I, that's the only reason I watch loyalty to the MCU yeah, and man. kind of actually loyalty to our podcast because I want to be able to talk about this. right. Look, hashtag it's all barely connected. Let's move on, fellas. After these messages, we'll be right back. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news, along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness. 
that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews, and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris versus Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. Everybody, we're up to uh, Flash and Arrow still aren't back. We got another week or two. We're gonna be talking about this week's Legends of Tomorrow on the CW, season one, episode eight, Night of the Hawk. You know, the more this show goes on, the more I realize that this is just like a fun, it's just a fun yeah. popcorn, uh, flashy show, and I I enjoy it for that. Uh, there's some fun character. I mean, this has some fun character moments. Some of the stuff is forced. But overall, we're in the cheesy 50s, and uh, they did what you'd expect in the cheesy 50s. Uh, because apparently, everyone in the 50s is racist and sexist. Like everybody. I, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That they saying, were. They <laughs> kept on saying, this town is so racist. I'm like, no, it's the 50s. Everybody's racist. Even in Anywhere. O- Oregon in the 50s, everyone just is a woman beating yeah. black person, hating fucking yokel white person. Uh, Before we hilarious. get into like yeah. picks or like like specific character moments, I I've come up with a good thing broadly, a good thing and a bad thing about this show. Oh, okay. So a good thing is this show gets to play with different settings. So like one episode is a Star Trek kind of feel. This yeah. one's a fifties feel. Yeah. One's in the future. One's like a time travel show. So they're able to like play with these settings due to time travel, which makes each episode a little more fresh. Yep. But episodes aren't that fresh sometimes because they keep spinning their wheels. It's either we're going to this era to deal with fucking Vandal and not kill him. Or we're fucking this guy, Kronos, who has exactly zero character development. It just pops up. Oh, like fucking Malcolm <laughs> Merlin in the Arrow. He'll just fucking show up. Motherfucking Kronos at the end gets all the way into the ship, like in an instant. Like, what the fuck happened there? Like- they can't touch this guy. Kronos just never, like, fails. This- like, he's always fucking perfectly, you know, deadly every time. Like, this- no one can stop him. This fucking Boba Fett wannabe motherfucker just, whenever it's convenient to move the story, hey, it's the end of an episode. Ah, throw fucking Kronos in. Let's see. I don't know where the, I can't write the end of this. Just so Kronos shows up. That's like their go-to. <laughs> it's good. There's also this, also this episode, besides being in the 50s, had that, like, um, like horror feel, like Jeepers Creepers sort of thing with yeah. the alien, yeah, with the, with the like the monster, the wing werehawks or uh, werehawks hawk or monsters. Uh, I, but doesn't it make sense why? Why is Vandal like creating an army of these in the fifties? Well, that made no sense. What's the point? <laughs> he, is tells, he just being a mad scientist for fun. Well, there, there's a lot of things that make sense. First of all, I thought, look, they move in next door. 
to his name is Dr. Knox, which is like a not to Smallville, because I guess there was a Dr. Yeah. Knox in Smallville who was also Vandal Savage. Yep. Uh, so they move in next door and he's creepily smiling at him with like a, a fucking casserole. But wouldn't he fucking sense that this is the hawk goddess that he's, he's chasing? How do no, we do? Oh, so he knew he was just playing it off the whole time. He yeah. knew, but she had to uh, until she reveals that she's Hawkgirl. He can't. He's not going to kill her until she reveals that he's Hawkgirl because he make, thinks that doesn't make any sense. Well, because she has to like reveal that she's Hawkgirl for him to get like her essence or whatever. I don't know. I mean, he did well, say not only that, but I think that he still thinks he 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 wants to get with her. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't right. really want to so kill he her. He still thinks he's like, hey, listen, he doesn't. She doesn't know that I'm a fucking. Killer in, in in a fucking like basically Hitler on steroids, so I could probably get with this chick before she finds out. Great so, sub, subdued creepiness by uh, Savage. Yeah, so his plan in the sixties is to build an army of werehawks, which are a thing from uh, Hawkman lore that uh, he's creating from this meteor with uh, windshield wiper fluid in it. Uh, that he injects into people, and uh, uh, he gets Jax. We get to see Jax, weir, weir hawk monster. I kind of they were so cheesy. I kind of liked them too because it was it that was it was that you know, and they dropped the references to Pleasantville and kind of the drag racing stuff was kind of fun. Uh, but in the meantime, they also got this uh, uh, lesbian women's rights storyline running with Sarah, which why does she continue to just engage people when she knows she's a fucking time traveler? What are you doing? I mean, you can't help but have fun. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the, the, they had the lesbian thing and the, the kind of the civil, the like cross race marriage thing going on. With oh yeah. With, yeah. A lot of commentary. Palmer and yeah, yeah. Palmer and hot girl, but uh, Jackson and, and the chick that just automatically like gets no like the chick that falls in love with him has is like the most one dimensional character ever. Like, oh, he stands up for you. Yep, I'll fall in love. Yeah, but, that's, <laughs> that's how girls should act, right? Hey, it's the fifties. I love it. Right? Like you girls, I thought you girls in 1958 were different. She's like, what do you mean, you girls in 1958? And then her, she's all over him, and her boyfriend shows up, and she's like, Tommy. Oh yeah, all Tommy. Her character's written so wow, bad. Slutty 50s, yeah. man. I, mean, I miss those slutty 50s girls. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. One of the things that I noticed was they should never have Brandon Ralph standing next to the guy who plays Vandal Savage because he's he so tall. Over he's him. so like, tall. He makes Savage. Vandal Savage look like he's like Vandal Savage's like nephew. Listen, Savage should be wearing the same shoes that Prince wears when he fucking performs. Yeah. They give him like the giant fucking three-inch heels. He does kind of have a Prince vibe to him. He does he? a little bit. He's a formerly known as the artist formerly known as Vandal Savage. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a fun show. It was. Uh, I love. I love having fun with it. And uh, it's you can't I, think too much. No, with this one no. There, there's so many holes. Yeah. In everything that, that like things don't really make any sense. But if you if you take it at different settings and these wacky characters, then it there is an entertainment value in my opinion to this. But I, it's entertaining. I, yeah. The thing is that the great thing about this show is that no one gives a shit about any of these characters. Like. <laughs> You're not like he's not like the Adam's not like your favorite guy that they're right. fucking yeah. with and ruining. You know, it's like nobody cares about. It's perfect because like, in the show, fun. that's why Rip picked all of them. He's like, you guys are meaningless in the future. That's why. Who, I who, who do you guys care? Like, are there any of them that you're like, I actually kind of like this character? Sa- you know, Sarah. More and more, Sarah is probably the most fleshed out character, only because we've known her from the other show, right? And right. Uh, she's badass. I'd go yeah. with Sarah. Stein and and sort of Jax are my the ones I kind of care for. Yeah, I mean I don't give a shit about any of them. I just 
you know, whatever. Like, I'll watch it. I'm watching it. It's fun. It's a fun one. It's but like, Anthony, it's you're right. Goof yeah, on it. The potential for the, the way this is set up, the potential for them to have fun and just bring in a bunch of characters, string them through. Like, hopefully they just, uh, yeah, just fun to goof on it. Turn your mind off. Have a good time. Uh, travel through time in the Wayfinder. Yeah. I call it Doctor Who Cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. There was one thing that didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's like, okay, Vandal has Hawkgirl, right? And he's got to kill her to stay alive, right? Yeah. So why does he have his knife, the knife at her neck, and is just like taunting her, like just fucking kill her? You got her right there. I know he he, had, he, had, he, he held could, her for like a good thirty seconds. He got like, caught. Listen, that happens to the best of villains. He got caught <laughs> monologuing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he fucking asshole. He Stop talking. All right, let's get to the best show we watch yep. in the week. Yep. <laughs> All right, pay attention, Walking Dead fans. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for joining us live on Blab. If you're watching us now, uh, hang out till the end of the show. We'll open up the box and we'll get your thoughts on uh, the Walking Dead, what Spider-Man looks like, and anything else you want to geek out about. But right now, we're going to talk about this week's episode of The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 12. Did you get my message, Imran? Did you listen to what I said? Not tomorrow yet. About The Walking Dead? The one I sent you, yeah, the, the, the I, audio. I have, uh, yeah, so I have all the clips when we thought you no, were going to be here. I just want to know what you think of what I said before I say it. Uh, I can't remember now. I was, I was oh, going to okay, play it. Okay. I don't okay. remember. He's stoned. So, just, just, yeah, well, you know what happens. <laughs> okay. Uh, you put on this hoodie and uh, things You happen. become someone else. I become someone else. I become Spider-Man. Uh, not, it's not tomorrow yet, guys. Rugs, why don't you start us off then? It seems to be the running uh, weekly thing. How, which way Rugboy falls on these shows, on The Walking Dead? Uh, okay, this is the thing, okay? So we begin the show with Rick calling a meeting, everybody in the town, and they, they gather together at the church, and they're like, hey, look, we got to take out Negan. Negan's a problem. He's going to come and get us if we don't get him. We got to fucking do this. So we're going to formulate a posse. We're going to go in there, and we're going to fucking kill him. We're going to kill them all. Yep. And then, of course, Morgan's a dickhead and doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But everybody's like, fuck you, Morgan, and your stick. I love nobody backed him up. All right. Nobody backs him up. And everybody's like, okay. So uh, Rick's like, listen, we're not fucking around. We're going to fucking kill everybody. There's a possibility. Some of us won't come back, but we got to do this shit. So then Maggie's like, I want to go. And then Glenn's like, you're carrying my baby. I don't want you to go. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going. (laughs) Okay. And so finally, all of the people, everybody that's a heavy hitter gets on the thing and they go to Negan's. Negan! They're going to get Negan. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) So this is the part that, this is the the part that's cool. They all pull up to Negan's place. They have the inside information. Somebody's giving them inside info, okay, about the the base. They have it all planned out. And they go in there like they're fucking uh, SEAL Team 6. Yeah, they go was- in there like legit, like tactical squads, Michonne, everybody with fucking AK-47s, and they start fucking going systematically executing these motherfuckers. Call of Duty style. Yes. Now, Glenn and the dude with the with the dreads go in there, and they're stabbing people in there, still sleep through the head. I'm talking about this shit. It was like, you could see Glenn was like, I don't want to do this. All right, now, so it looks like 
they're kicking all the ass. Like they're all they they take over the artillery room. They get they start shooting people out in the courtyard. All of a sudden, Rick gets a call because they and it's it's not Negan. It's Negan's like secretary. (laughs) She's like, we got your people. And who do they have? They have Maggie and Carol who are on the perimeter, like as scouts. All right. Now, if you're Rick and you got to get Negan and you got to fucking get rid of this guy, if you get rid of this guy, everything that you want, all your wildest dreams will come true. If you vote for Pedro. (laughs) Anyway, what do you do, Rick? I say, listen, if it's reality, I would let Maggie die and I would let Carol die because that will ensure. Now I remember your message. Yeah, that will ensure the survival of everyone else. Like we will automatically wipe out anybody that because you're going in with somebody is going to have to die. We all know it. So, So now why can't it be Maggie? No, but they have one of their guys. They just trade dudes and then you take them out. No, that's not it. You can't do it. I want to take the discussion in a little in a different direction just for a second. Okay. Um, you brought up Morgan objecting. And I actually think even though Morgan's like extremely fucking pacifist and it's kind of annoying, he is kind of right in that you don't know these people. Yeah. You're going in just off someone's word and slaughtering people in their sleep. Granted, we saw a picture of like heads bashed in. Yeah. But otherwise, this doesn't make them any different than when the governor took over no. a small town and decided to convince a bunch of people to kill a lot of people they didn't know. Which I disagree. Off. I disagree because Daryl and the and the, and the crew had to deal with Negan's men. That's on, true. On, on, multiple, on multiple occasions, I forget Darryl about has, that. Yeah, Daryl had to deal with them twice. Before, when he was on his own, when he got the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and he was with those two bitches that when that went by in the you know into into the glass and tune people and got killed like an idiot. Yeah, right. Well, they were leaving. They were leaving. Uh, so they had to deal with, he had to deal with Negan, and he's heard about Negan before. Look, yeah, we, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. That but, is a good point. But those Polaroid pictures—they had to show us again. Oh, by the way, these are bad people. Uh, these yeah, are bad they're, people. They're, yeah. yeah, you were looking. They at, don't show those Polaroid pictures unless they want the audience to be like, "You got to root for Rick." Yeah, yeah. Now, while I enjoyed the the attack scene, I literally went from, "I can't believe they're going to do this," to. I can't believe how fucking good they are at fucking doing this. Like the tension in this episode was amazing right away from uh, with uh, the dude bringing Gregory's fake Gregory's head and trying to pass it off. I had I couldn't breathe in that episode and that dude, whole scene. It, it, that whole scene was nerve wracking. Yes. For me. I, for me, someone that is very invested in the characters. It reminded me reminded me of the scene in Jessica Jones when um What's his fame? Kilgrave's parents are in the room. Yes, yes. In Sinbin, the whole that that episode in Sinbin, because you're like, what the fuck is gonna happen? And then he goes, oh, pussy broke my nose. And I was like, okay, (laughs) it worked. But uh, by the way, those heads. uh, Funny note about those heads: they couldn't cast Xander Berkeley's head because he wasn't there in time. So one of them is Greg Nicotero cast. One of them is a Johnny Depp cast of a head that you see sitting there. Really? Yes. I had no idea. And wow. the scene where uh, they're like, the nose looks different. And Rick's like, oh, let me fix that. And just starts punching a severed head without any kind of thing. And then he's like, man, the saviors are scary, but they got nothing on you, man. And I was like, God damn, he's a fucking psychopath, Rick Grimes is. But you're right. This I, is the same thing. Tara went through this with the governor. She's going yeah. through it again 
with Rick. And it, it just gets to show you there is there right or wrong. Like at some point you have to take these tactics. Now I love I love Glenn's ta- I love Glenn's line. It's I don't have it word for word, but he's like talking about dreaming about like waking up yeah. in the middle of the night and he's like killing's got to be worse. It's got to be worse than this because Glenn is like one of the only people that has never crossed that line and you could see the I honestly thought when he was crying that he was going to wake up one of the other fucking dude, guys. Dude, so, yeah, so well acted by Steven Yoon. But I was like, Glenn's killed the guy, but the other dude's going to wake up because Heath can't pull the trigger. And Glenn is like, I'll do it. So we had Glenn, Heath, and Tara. All first kills. Because then later no, they just... Tara, really? Yeah, Tara, first kill for Tara. And she was pregnant during the whole episode. Uh, did you notice how they shot things in front of her and didn't show a lot of her? Tara, the she's, actual actress. Yes, nine months pregnant. She's about to pop. I can tell. I can tell because if you, I've actually rewatched uh, a couple episodes in season three or season no season four when we first meet Tara. Yeah, and she's put on some considerable amount of weight. She had pregnant puffy face. That's all. Yeah. Uh, she was nine months pregnant, and uh, she's had a baby. <laughs> but holy crap! And how about like the only problem is like they didn't even know if Negan was there. This is not a well-planned attack. Michonne was like, so which one do you think was Negan? Those drawings, that guy is drawing. These are the vaguest fucking schematics of anything I've ever seen. I'm like, these are not helpful. In their defense, though, yes, it was stupid for them not to do reconnaissance. Yes, it was stupid for them not to do some recon on Negan. But to this point, they didn't. They haven't met many other colonies like this. Yeah. And every colony that they've met hasn't really had more than one home base. They haven't uh, met a colony that's, that's got had multiple like five, six, seven. So they bases. think this is his place when yeah, clearly it's, it's not. One place. It's just Alex- some- mm-hmm. Alexandria has been like that. The Hilltoppers have been like that. Governor's been like that. Everyone's had one home. I was wondering. No one's ever had you know auxiliary bases. I was wondering if those satellites are functional or what. Why? But yeah, this is clearly just a bunker, and they they right. don't even know. Uh, if they got no Negan, they have no idea. They don't know what he looks like. Nobody knows yeah. what he fucking looks like. Do you think now that they've killed at least 15, 20 of their guys that Negan's just going to let them off with no. nothing and no. just make a trade? Someone no. is going to be violently murdered right away because I Negan is the kind of man who has to set a message. Predictions? Remember how we've been going Glenn? I got like three names now. I think they're going to kill Maggie. Yeah. I'm saying Glenn, Maggie, Daryl. I don't think Glenn. I don't think Glenn at all. I think I think I was, they swerve us and go Maggie. I was gonna say Daryl or Matt. Now Maggie. Uh, but I, I love how they they keep flipping. I love how they keep teasing the differences. Uh, but let's and let's not another great Abraham line. By the way, how awesome was Abraham? Just fucking. You were right. Remember when you were like Rosita's his fuck buddy, and he cares about Sasha. And Abraham's like. Sorry, bitch. I gotta go. I thought you were the last girl, but you ain't in the world. And he goes, she goes, why? He goes, why are Dingleberry's brown? That's the way shit is. Uh, uh, the, just the best fucking Abrahamisms ever. I love it. How about, uh, I know you guys have ragged on Gabriel. Oh. How about, how about uh, verse oh. spouting Gabriel as he's about to shoot somebody? Dude, shit. warrior priest was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Fucking, uh, they turned me on Gabriel. I'm sorry. What this- about you, Rob Boy? Yeah, the jury's out. Dude, he's okay. like, there, there's, <laughs> I'm in on there's many mansions in my father's home. Blam! Dude, every time he should spout a verse of the Bible and shoot someone, that's fucking badass. I love it. Have you guys noticed uh, Carol's soft turn? Yeah, let's talk about the very beginning, the opening song. Uh, I, I love the lyrics. I love, because, of course, all the music is picked for purpose. Uh, the verse, will there be weeds or wildflowers when you're done? 
uh, it's a metaphor of when the when you raise everything, what do you what do you leave him behind? Which way are you going to leave the world? You know, and they were almost at the end of the world. Carol, for a moment, we think she's going back to Housemaker Carol. She's making it's smart. It's very paleo of her to make acorn beet cookies because you could make <laughs> because you could make flour out of nut nut flour. It's very healthy. It's good for you. you I make, make flour out of my nuts. Yeah, rug, rug boy <laughs> nut flour. Now at a Trader Joe's near you, rug boy nut. I don't flour. get the I didn't get the vibe that she was turning then. I got the vibe when she has a conversation about being a mom. Yeah. She, she's letting her opening herself up romantically. But then it's the conversation she has with Rosita where she defends Morgan. She doesn't, she doesn't give away Morgan. Uh, yeah, what did they say? Up, because uh, they didn't, nobody told anybody what happened. No one knows that Morgan was holding that, the wolf hostage for, you know, alive. But she kind of, she saved his she ass, defends, really. She saves his ass from, she's like, don't tell anybody. Like Carol's coming around, I think. And then even at the end when she's like, no, fucking... You're yeah, pregnant. She, you should go. Yeah, like yeah. she wants she's, to say Carol's not as softening. She's not as hard as she used to be. And I, I like that because I like when characters change and I like when they develop and I like when they show the, when they're not one dimensional. Car- Car- Carol's like in th- this whole series, she's been through so much transformation and it's all, it's all fairly, it's worked. It's fairly organic. Uh, did you catch her uh, kill count in her little notebook? How many people? 18 people. And and uh, that's uh, it's pretty accurate because when we did the Walking Dead Nerd Fest, that infographic said sixteen. <laughs> so she's killed a couple more. Maybe maybe she's uh, there. May be a couple more that she forgot about. But eighteen is a lot of humans uh, for the kill. And uh, Tobin, is she like Tobin just because he's kind of boring and she's all crazy? Like, what's the deal? She called him a prick and then she kissed him. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. His appeal is probably that he's just a normal like she's. Penis. Well, yeah, she has, he has a penis, but she had mentioned uh, like everyone thinking of her as like the mother. He even mentioned that. And I think she just wants a normal life, and I think Tobin's the most normal. Yeah, yeah that's dude what I felt. That's yeah. available. Yeah. The weed room was awesome. Did you catch in the bunker? Real quick, yes. we saw a little grow room. I was like, oh, uh, shit. "Hello, bring that back to Alexandria. You're gonna have a lot of fun." The walkers, you can be like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we don't need to kill these walkers. It's cool. Let's just uh, I'll be I in the liked, weed room." Uh, Moment of badass for Jesus, where he's like, "They won't see me," and then he fucking executes someone. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, there's, I, I, there's, I really like this episode. Ah, it was, it was like the, This is the when the when the show is great, when the tension is great. This is what you get. Well, not only because you got awesome tension and like great action, yeah. but you also had a lot of character development. I, yes. we, I'm pointing out Carol. I'm pointing yes. out. Um, fucking uh, Abraham. Abraham had character development in this. Glenn. Glenn's getting his first kill. Heath. Like all these guys are developing, Gabriel's are growing, yeah. are growing in the midst of a lot of action. But it doesn't bother you that the plan is perfectly executed except for one thing, and they're and they're able to get screwed on that, and then you know that they're not going to do what it takes to actually finish it, finish the job. Like you know that he's not going to let Maggie die. No, of course not. You know well, that he's, he's not going to be loyal. like, all right, we got to keep going. He's, he's loyal to his people. Yeah, he's gonna. I mean, this is his family. He's gonna work something. But, I mean, what do you think is going to happen if you're going to lead all your men into a battle and they're probably going to die? You got to take those losses. No. If you're going to get the job done, what's the hard decision? I think I think there's a difference between taking losses in battle and willingly being like, no, you guys can kill them. Like there's a difference between like someone getting shot behind you because you're you're running into battle with them and someone being held hostage and you're yeah, like but what if that knowingly if, not you know letting like that's the difference what between if, someone what if that means that now Negan's gonna go to Alexandria and kill everybody else too 
I mean, that's the difference between Rick and like the governor. The governor would just let that motherfucker die. This right. Negan guy would probably do the same thing. This is the one little moment that uh, the kind of moral morality, shady morality in this universe that that's keeps the point, good man. good and the bad bad. Uh, I want to mention at the end, Morgan. Like, I almost got turned on Morgan's kind of pacifist thing. Why? Because he's welding something at the end. Now, is he welding a jail cell? Like, his mentor had. Uh, Mr. whatever his name was. That, and and that kind of makes sense. If, it's, if, he's, if his reason is to build this cell so that they don't have to execute people right away and they can kind of hold them securely because Jesus got out and he's like, fuck, we need a cell. Well, he had a good line too, though, where it was like, Hey, do you guys think you, he like? Do you guys think you can win? And Rick's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's enough. That's enough for you guys to be able to to negotiate with them. If you guys know you can win, oh, it's yeah. enough to, to yeah. do it. It's enough to not have to kill these people." Yeah. But I, I thought it was. I mean, yeah. Rug, to Rugboy's point, yeah, they, they they were stupid. They we acknowledge that they they should have done more recon and and they probably should be willing to go all the way if they're gonna if they're gonna attack Negan, but. I think, like Imran said, it's the it's the difference between Rick and, and the governor and Rick and Negan is still, that little little bit of morality. There's still a little bit of a line there, uh, and then so that woman on the walkie-talkie is uh, she's played by Alicia Witt, and uh, her name is going to be Polly. And she, like, uh, wants a cracker. Yeah, she wants a cracker, Maybe. and like in the teaser for they no, showed she a little, is a cracker. They showed she is <laughs> she is, she's a cracker. She's a cracker. Uh, they showed a teaser in the Talking Dead about there's like three of them, and one of them's uh, hurt, and they need the guy that they have because he can patch them up, and uh, she's a redhead. There you go. Where are Tara? So Tara's all written off. He's next because Tara and. Couple others went to do a, like a, a one year run or some shit. Well, Heath? she's doing like a two week uh, a two week run. mission with Heath. But I thought that was kind of funny how uh, she tells Denise, "I love you," and Denise is like, it. "I'll tell you that when you get back." Now, listen, if you any you watch the show for any amount of time, you know when a character goes, "I will tell you something important when you come back." One or two of those, either one party is not fucking making it to that point. Like. Uh, this is not good for either one, one of them. One of them's not going to be alive. Well, someone's getting their head bashed in. They don't show Polaroids of heads bashed in without yeah. it happening yeah. this season, right? No, that, and that's, a, that's an allusion to Lucille. Negan's bet. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know who they're going to kill. I, and, uh, I, it makes me nervous. <laughs> because yeah. every that's, episode that's, that's it the thing. It makes me nervous. It's good, though. Like, it, I come out of this episode like, fuck, I don't want any of these people to die. Right. And that I think that's that's essential to any character-driven show. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Good fucking yeah. tense episode. Uh, we got like four left. So is that where we episode at? Four left. Twelve. Yeah. Whew. And then then uh, lead back right into Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, anything left? I think we've uh, exhausted uh, Walking we've Dead. We've said it all. We've said it all. All right. We'll uh, wrap it up and open it up in the post show so we can blab out with you geeks or geek out with you blabs. Either way. Yo, shout out to our uh, some of our networks that we're on that uh, carry the show. We love you guys. Thank you very much to Weeby Geeks Network, a place to hang your cape, Tangent Bound Network, and podcast.ph. Also, a special thank you to Jordan Radford. At Jordan of the Pies on Twitter, people. Follow her. Work in the blab window. Uh, that was awesome. She's just throwing up things we're talking about. This is what I envisioned. This is, and it's coming true. Geek I love it. Rugs, where can the people find you, man? At Really Rugboy on Twitter. 
I'm under Rug Boy Lives because you know what? Here I am, motherfucker. That's right. Jordan is saying she has to work out the kinks next week. I think she's done a fantastic job. I, yeah, I, I'm excited. Like it makes it more exciting for me because I don't know what you're throw up, and I'm like, oh, look at that, that's cool, and I get distracted, and then I remember where I am. Uh, look, guys, if you had uh, something during the show that you wanted to scream at us, that you were screaming at the podcast, uh, just drop us a line. Go to jockanerd.com slash contact, and you could send us a voice message, an email, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you should also go on to your podcasting app, whatever it is, and hit that subscribe button. And then you can also write us a nice review on jockanerd.com slash review. Because if you like the show, you should give us a nice rating and review because it actually helps us promote the show. And there's a couple of other ways you can help out. We got some merch. If you want to spread the geekery, just oh, yeah, visit jockanerd.com slash shop. Pretty much, uh, it's uh, you take our logo, you put it on whatever you want. Long sleeve, short sleeve, hoodies, ringers, tees, baseball, men's, women's, kids, tote bags, mugs, uh, and other stuff. Doggy bandanas. I might have to get one for Joplin. That would be really cute. And you can pick what color you want to put it on. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and finally, look, just share this episode. If you love this episode, uh, just push that wherever you're listening, whether it's on the website or in your podcast app, there's a little share button. Share it, post it to share it right now uh, in the bio, but post it to your Twitter, post it to your Facebook. And finally, I'm going to hand it over to Rugs because Rugs has a very important message for you, don't you, Rugs? Yes. If you like the Jack and Nerd podcast, if you like Rug Boy, if you like beards with white in them, if you like <laughs> guys who sit in front of wood paneling with Michael Jordan posters, All good if things. you like the Jack and Nerd podcast, if you like the blab, you got to tell someone, tell a friend, tell a person you don't like, tell just, you see a person who has a comic book t-shirt on or some kind of nerdy shit on, you walk up to him and Imran, what do you do? You go, you do one of these. Nerd. Dude, they sell yeah. the, they sell fucking comic book shirts at Kohl's now. Like this shit is everywhere. Uh, yeah. uh it's amazing. Look, when you're online for the movies, you're online for fucking Batman versus Superman or Deadpool or something, go, hey Dick, you're I know you're online to see this movie. You like comics. Guess what? Jock and Nerd Podcast. Right? Jock and Nerd. That's, That's right. right. Listen, we love you guys and uh, we love your support. We love you sharing this. We love you listening. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. Uh, he's the Jock. And he, he's the Nerd. And we'll catch you next time. See ya! <laughs> show jogger nerd post show is officially open we had a couple of topics in mind uh rugs oh you want to bring up that wait, oh go ahead what, what do you want to bring up no i thought you, wanted, no, I thought you wanted to talk about that trump thing well uh i got a shout out to my city a little bit chicago you made me proud today donald trump had scheduled a uh rally at the uic pavilion and uh it was scheduled for tonight friday and when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is interesting. What's going to happen here? Well, let me tell you how awesome Chicago is, everybody. They fucking protested in front of this thing. And Trump's like, uh, you know what? Uh, maybe we'll just do this another day. And he fucking left. Oh, shit. <laughs> right on uh, Chicago. Uh, let me play devil's advocate, though. Yeah. Um, 
It's great. I, I, I don't, I don't mind a Trump supporter at all. And I, I don't, I don't condone a lot of things he says, but everyone's entitled to free speech. And if let's say there was a protest about equal like women's rights and a bunch of fucking haters came out and shut that shit down. That wouldn't be cool. No, it's but cool. it's, uh, you can't blame the protesters. Look, there was Trump supporters there against the protesters. Now well, if- they were fighting, dude. They were fighting. Well, like well, I think the problem is, is that the Trump people were like becoming violent. They're a little aggro. Right. I yeah, think Trump are supporters bad. are a little bit aggro. Uh, just well, a wild he, guess. He promotes a lot of hate, man. You he think? Well, that's why there were protests. I feel like that 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 if there were pro- protests, it was people protesting the hate that he yes is yes it, and the largely the demographic makeup of the people protesting was Asian Americans, Latino Americans, Arab Americans, basically the minorities who, who there's tons of in the city. He, they're he almost the majority. Never- he should have never done it. If he wanted it to go through, he should have never done it on a college campus. Not at UIC Pavilion. That's for sure. Not now, on a college campus. That, not to mention, why are you pussying out, man? I thought you believed in what you're saying. How about you fucking bring it? How about you take the heat? Uh, nah, uh, you can't take it. Sorry. That's okay. Good for Chicago. I could not be more proud of Chicago. Uh, Jordan, thanks for all the assist. Uh, you did a great job. You really did. You were awesome. We love Jordan. Uh, now, I'll, I'll work out some more kinks and stuff. I need to pay attention to what I have up there sometimes, too, because I guess dude, I got a couple You had a full chat going on with your, your ladies yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so nice to see so you guys, I, it's, too. It's okay. Yeah, it was, everyone, it was like another conversation was going on in the background. I was like looking at it. <laughs> That's I was like, fine, is there dude. a question in there? Nope. Okay, cool. Keep going. Guys, you, Sorry. Yeah, you no, guys cool. come hang out and uh, I'm not paying attention. They're having a little, it's great. It's so much visual stimuli. But yeah, this is the open after show. So if anybody wants to jump in, leave a comment in the thing and uh, we'll, we'll get you and we'll, we'll geek out with you. Uh, the other thing, uh, Ruggs had kind of a fun idea. Maybe let's flesh it out right here live. Okay, Anthony, you do it. In front of everybody. You see if you okay. can do it. Okay, Anthony, you do it. Oh, that's pretty good. Right, you see what he just did there? <laughs> Wait, he did dude. a rug boy impression. Yes, he did. <laughs> now, Jordan, can you do a, a rug boy impression? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's see what it sounds like. You do it. <laughs> you do it. Come on. You, you can do it. Let me get a what's up, what's up, dudes. Just let me get a what's up, dudes. What up, dudes? <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Let's see Imran. You do it. What's up, dudes? That's like that's like Mexican rug boy. What's up, dudes? What's up, dudes? I just, how about Indian? I think Anthony's got it better than everybody. Anthony's pretty good. I agree. <laughs> early on What's up, dudes? early on i think listeners thought anthony was doing rug boy like when rug boy yeah. started on the show but <laughs> let's i think uh, this will be a great contest uh listen yeah this is what let's do this i'm gonna call for entries i don't know what the what we're gonna on win. speak pipe we can speakpipe. do it speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd or just go to jock and there's a big red button on the left you click it you leave your best rug boy impersonation leave your email we'll play them on the show and we'll all vote for who does it best, yeah. and then uh, you'll get some bonus shit. You'll get a sticker or something. We'll figure something out. You got, how many, got 90 seconds to impress us. You know, you want to fucking, you know, use some of my greatest hits, some of my greatest quotes. Zowie, zowie. There you go. Yeah. You do one of those. You could be lame. You could do one of these. Here's the rundown. Just yeah. give us your best rug boy. I think this will be a lot of fun. We've officially launched a rug boy impersonation contest Nerd. here at the wow. Jock and Nerd podcast. Just like that. Wait, when are we going to do this? When are we going to like uh, on the 100th episode, maybe? We'll, we'll decide a winner? 
I think this yeah, should well, we'll just take them as they come I think, in. And yeah. then, I think this yeah, should be an ongoing rolling admission from here yeah. to the end of time. How about that? You're okay, going to have to so, include this on the actual show and run. So oh, this is all staying in. All right, yeah. so we'll shot you out. And we'll listen to your thing. If it's good, we'll play it. And uh, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do with it later. There's my, my spider. My spider I took that one out because I had all these rug boy clips for when you weren't going to be here. But I had to take the spider shits out. But I have this one. <laughs> rug boy approved. You can give us one of those. Wowie yeah. zowie. Uh, I think this is a great idea. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really wondering, like, what are we going to get? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get all sorts of things. Uh, <laughs> It'd be creative to get something obscure, like from like one of the first episodes or like, I don't know. Man, if somebody does like an awesome callback, ah, be creative with your entry. You'll win something.